Financial support for this podcast comes from Bo's Restaurant, located at 2304 Thomas Drive in beautiful Panama City Beach, Florida. Bo's is open from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday and offers some of the best food in the Florida Panhandle. For takeout orders and more information, give them a call at 850-775-1828. Also, from our friends at KL Skaggs Heating and Air, LLC, the next time you are in need of an HVAC repair, please consider giving them your business. Christian owned and operated an above and beyond service any time of the day. Call them anytime at 850-238-5414. There are many sports podcasts out there, but only this one is right on. Welcome in, everybody, to the Right On Sports Podcast. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, thank you so much for being here again. I'm your host, Kyle Wright. Uh, here with me, as always, my co-host, Marcus Weisner. Marcus, what are you doing for Christmas this year, bud? Uh, well, I get I get Christmas Eve uh, as a federal holiday now, so I get that hey. day off. Thanks, Don. Yes, sir. And then, uh, so I'm going to be in Ocala for a couple days visiting family up there. Exchanging some gifts, hang, being with family. Actually, my brother is coming home for the holidays. Uh, he graduated uh, boot camp in Fort in uh, Fort Jackson. Hey, so he'll that's be awesome. Yeah, he'll be home for the holidays, so I get to spend some time with him. And uh, be, it's and gonna be weird, though, isn't it? It's gonna be kind of weird. Like, yeah, it's he, but it's he gonna could be have cool. gone to a real basic training place, but he went. To Fort yeah, that's Jackson. true. Um, I, t- I you know, I t- from talk with him, I told him that obviously Air Force basic training is now considered harder than Army boot camp, but that's that was a topic for another day. Especially when you go to relax in Jackson. Yeah, I I figured I couldn't get him any army gear because you know they already pretty much got their cream of the crop. So I figured getting an Air Force brother T-shirt would be more suffice as a Christmas gift. Right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So so this episode was your brainchild, and I uh, I fell in love with the idea. I really liked it. Um, I I, I mean I, that's all I can really say about it. I really love the concept of it. It's the Twelve Days of Christmas Sports Edition. Uh, here on the Right On Sports podcast, and we're gonna kind of yeah. just be, we're gonna be idiots, right? We're gonna just talk about this, and we're gonna kind of recap what has been. Really, if you look at it, this is also almost like a 2020 recap edition of the, uh, of this. So yeah, absolutely of this, of this crazy year, which, like you said earlier, off the air has been has seemed like two years. It's like two separate years. You got the pre-COVID, then you got it. What we got now? <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's some of the stuff on here that like we're about to mention. I didn't realize it happened this year. <laughs> I had to double check. I mean, we were talking about that All Star Game the other day, like uh, the NBA All Star Game back in February or January, February, whenever it was. It was so entertaining. That was part of the last NBA season. It seems like it was like three years ago now. Yeah. But that was literally part of last season. It's it's crazy, man. It's it's wild. So let's do this. All right. So the twelve days of Christmas, right? Yes, it Sports is edition. And everybody, you're gonna hear me. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sing this about as well as a podcast host can. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> On the first day of Christmas, 2020 gave to me one, one year of your sports. sports during COVID. Oh my. God goodness what in the world i i totally um we botched that so we're gonna do that again we're gonna do that again that's what we do here at the right on sports podcast so i i messed that up so you did it right all right on the first day of christmas 2020 gave to me 
One year of sports during COVID. <laughs> what a year, right? You, you want to talk about a a twelve month calendar of a of a year for sports? You got like I said when COVID kind of picked up, like or as far as leagues are shutting down, like March time frame. March to December kind of seemed like it stretched like twelve months. Honestly, we had leagues that were getting canceled, games getting canceled, postponed, getting rescheduled, getting put at in, in bubbles and main events get it shifted around. Holy crap. You, this is I would hate to be any part of a sports program commissioner marketing team for anything regarding this year. Oh dude, disaster. It just but, it seems like it's been so long since the Rudy Gobert situation. Yeah, man. I can't yeah, literally. Like because we had no idea what was going on. Like we had no nothing. Like I was um I remember where I was. I, I mean, this is I hate to make this like that kind of situation, but I remember where I was when the first event got canceled. My wife and I were sitting in O'Charlie's arguing as we always are. Um, I'm sure she's listening <laughs> to me in there, but no, we we were like I don't, I don't know, we were kind of griping about something that night, as married couples do. And I'm, I'm looking up at the TV, which is probably part of the argument because I'm trying to watch some sports, and we, we <laughs> see the first game, like Golden State's going to play without fans, and then all of a sudden they're not even going to play, and it's like wow, and just just kind of going through a couple things here, uh, not spoiling anything. We got. Uh, saved for later like wrestlemania no fans at wrestlemania you're talking about an event that's usually got every bit of eighty thousand people there 80 to ninety thousand at the very least and nobody's in the stands i mean all the way up to the world like baseball no fans all season long and playing only division games and uh crazy man uh, interesting i hope we never go through this ever again I can't, I, I can't, I can't I, do 2021 like this. <laughs> no, no, my gosh, dude. And I mean, think about like the, the money that these teams have lost. Like, I don't know that they haven't put out the numbers for baseball yet, but I guarantee you major league baseball lost a lot of money. Oh, a hundred percent guaranteed. Guaranteed. It'd be awful. Well, you ready to move on? Yeah. All right. So you still got to go. You still got to read number one. All right. <laughs> so, so and then, then we'll go back to the topic but uh all right on the second day of christmas 2020 gave to me two old farts boxing oh and, <laughs> what and we're, and we're talking about mike tyson and roy jones jr dude i mean this okay so number one i um uh I can't incriminate myself. I'm just glad that I didn't pay for it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it was um, it was very, very nostalgic, and that's about all it was. Yeah, I I think it was. I mean, honestly, as far as bringing fans to watch like boxing, uh, you know, our age, we didn't get to experience watching Prime Tyson. Um. So that was really awesome to watch. Even though he was as old as he was, I mean, at that age, I've I know people who are in their 30s and 40s who couldn't hit, move, or anything like what Tyson or Roy Jones did. And he was hitting Jones with some body shots, and I was like, all right, nope, I'd be done. 
Yeah, and I think what made it even better was Snoop Dogg's commentary. That was hilarious. I loved it. Oh yeah, I, the, I loved the, it. I I need, probably... I need Snoop Dogg to commentate more sporting events. Dude, his knockout call on Nate Robinson. <laughs> oh my goodness i loved it i loved oh. i loved it i loved i thought it was really good i thought considering the fact that they did it for charity and everything like that i thought it was great well done yeah absolutely i thought i mean exactly what you said and i love that that event like the down or the um the just the whole event the aftershock of it is gonna bring floyd mayweather out of retirement to shut up a youtuber so, they're both going to get paid a lot of money for it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to make a lot of money. Yeah. All right, moving on. On the third day of Christmas, 2020 gave to me. The Dodgers win the World Series on their third attempt. It's, it's, it's hard I to can't. sing that one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's really long. I kind of made these topics kind of based <laughs> off of like the numbers. And yeah, so if I butcher this, it's I apologize. Oh, it's going to be horrible, but we're it, beyond that, right? Yeah, it's it's okay. Look, if <laughs> I, I, I've seen some cringy things on TV. I think I think people could put up with this. No, yeah, absolutely. The, <laughs> if you can't, just turn it off. I mean, exactly. whatever. Um, I thought that this was well-deserved. I, th- I mean, we're going to get there in a few minutes, but I thought – that this was way overdue for obvious reasons. Uh, I thought this was way overdue. If anybody could hear that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. It took them beating the second smallest franchise in baseball to do it though. But you know, I yeah. speak from a Rays fans point, but you know, at, at, we, we took up to six games and they had, you know, three of their players made more than our entire clubhouse. But yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. That, I mean, it's, it is what it is, man. I, I at least it wasn't the freaking Yankees. Oh uh, yeah. At least it wasn't the Cubs, and at least it wasn't the Cardinals. So that to me is a win in itself. I wish the Reds would have done better, but it was cool. Um, the Justin Turner situation, absolutely nothing came out of that. Still hasn't to this day. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know whatever if anything should come out of it, but I mean, what a I mean, ugh, what a disaster. But still cool. Good for Mookie Betts getting out of Boston and being able to win a title in his first year there. Uh, Good for him. Exactly. All right, you ready? Yep. On the fourth day of Christmas, 2020 gave to me. LeBron wins his fourth ring. Well-deserved. 100%. Anybody consider and say, no, no home field advantage for anybody. Or home court advantage. I mean. LeBron was going to, they were on a mission. You knew from the moment this season started that the Lakers were on, they were just on a war path. And then for so many teams that stopped when they got into the, uh, when they got into the bubble, but it never stopped for the Lakers. They dominated no. their way through the, uh, through the playoffs. They had a different mindset, an absolutely different mindset. I mean, for, yeah. we're going to say Alex Caruso missed his sister's wedding because he said, hey, we got to get these rings. Mindset. Championship mentality. That's what LeBron yes. brings to the table. Yes, it is. I mean, people can hate four and six record in the finals. I mean, I get it. It's it's below 500, but he's also played. I mean, you look, oh my goodness, man. It's the, the second Hall time. Famers. Yeah, this is the second. It was, this past one was the second appearance where he was not, not his team was not. Uh, considered the underdog 
Yeah. And by the so, way, ma- major kudos, and this isn't only because I'm a Miami Heat fan, but major kudos to the Miami Heat as well on the other side of that. Yeah, well-deserved, 100%. Being able to pull that off. Mm-hmm. But good, good for LeBron. Absolutely deserved it, especially on the heels of everything that uh, the NBA went through this season with what we're going to get to here in just a few minutes. Uh, obviously, that took a big toll on the Lakers franchise. LeBron had to put this thing on his back, and he did. And good for him for being able to do it. All right. <laughs> this is it. You got to sing this one, all right? You I have to. to. Yeah, all right. On the fifth day of Christmas, 2020 gave to me five trash cans banging. So obviously this happened in 2017, the Astros cheating, but it all came to light this year. We started getting punishments. We started getting, um, it it doesn't seem like it was this year because it seems like it was so freaking long ago because it was kind of pre-COVID when all this started to come down. But the Astros have been caught red-handed. And have not been stripped of the World Series title. I, I, what do you think about this? Well, here's the thing: if you if you if you were cheating to go to the World Series, and you were cheating during the World Series, and that gave you a clear advantage to win the World Series, um, you should be stripped of it by finding a finding a, a team, taking draft picks away, firing a GM and a manager. Um. At the end of the day, there's two things. One, they're still considered world champions no matter what. And two, the players involved, nobody, no player got suspended. Not a right. single player. Not even after they they pretty much saw that Jose Altuve had a wire on him. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. 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 Nothing happened. Um, I think if, if that's going to happen, if the Major League Baseball wanted to do that, they should have either stripped the title away and should have been no no winner for that year. Um, I know or, what you're about to say. Or the players involved that have been caught red-handed should have been suspended the entire in the entire season. Right. Those players should not have been eligible to play. I don't care if it's the entire if it's Springer, Altuve, Correa, Verlander. If they would have said Charlie Morton was found guilty of 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 doing that, and he couldn't play for the Rays, I mean. Hey, dude, you guys, you got to serve your time. It sucks that you're not playing with the Rays anymore, but um, all of them. No, and absolutely. And and it, it, at the end of the year, man, uh, AJ Hinch he he just got hired as Detroit's manager. So what punishment? It's one of those things like, was it worth it? And right, and it, then Cora uh, still got his him a job. Like he just had to wait a year, but he's he's got his job now. Yeah, so it's a matter of was it worth it? Like it's one like, okay, we'll just take a year off and then we'll go get another job later. Stupid, and you made him miss the shortest year in baseball history. Ugh, like this ridiculous. No punishment, no nothing. Nothing happens. Nothing came this out is, of this. This is worse than the than uh than the steroid era. No, absolutely it is. Because Pete, but Pete Rose can't get in the freaking Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. The and for people talking about, well, steroids is cheating. Okay, let me let me explain something to you. With steroids, you still have to you still have to figure out if it's a curveball, a knuckleball, a slider, changeup, or a fastball. If Barry Bonds would have known the pitches, if Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa would have known what was coming, they would have yeah. hit eighty to ninety home runs each. To the you play differently when you know what's coming versus 
if you're juiced and you can hit hard, but you still have to know what you still have to prepare or think what's coming. You right. know what I mean? Like, even though Barry Bonds has the most home runs in history, like you still have to give him some credit because he still had to figure out what was coming. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because he hit it 450, 450 feet, he still had to know if it's a changeup. Or still got to have that hand eye coordination. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm, just ridiculous. All right. <clears throat> On the sixth day of Christmas, 2020 gave to me six games required for bowl games in college football. No arguments. I don't hate this. <laughs> I don't I don't even know why they had to come out and say it. <laughs> I mean, oh, this was this was a disaster. Yeah, this this whole see I think honestly New Year sixes and then nothing else. Yeah, honestly cuz now you don't even need it. Florida State's going to get a a bowl bid. <laughs> and, Flo- and Flo- the thing is Florida State's going to accept it because they have so many young players that need a little bit more experience and they can get it this year. You're going to have a Florida State team who, at the best, is going to finish four and six playing in a bowl game. That's a little yep. crazy. Yep. Now, now you don't even need a six game requirement to play in a conference championship game either. Right. The, they changed that rule around, which obviously, like we said, our uh, the episode, what was that? That would be two weeks ago from when this one drops. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like Michigan kind of did that on purpose to sabotage Ohio State, but uh, six games required to get into a bowl game. Why are we even playing bowl games? I mean, more than like I think like eight of them, eight or nine of them have already been canceled. SMU dropped out of theirs, so that so the uh, f- f- not uh, the Frisco Bowl, I think it is. SMU opted out of bowl season, so they just said, "All right, we're just not going to have a bowl game." <laughs> I think you're going to start seeing that kind of trickle more and more. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to come down to where Florida State's going to end up playing in the Orange Bowl. That's okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> we still got a New Year's Six, bitches. And let's go. We're gonna play Florida. We're finally gonna play Florida <laughs> and the Gator Bowl. And the Gator Bowl, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh man. All right. <laughs> On the seventh day of Christmas, 2020 gave to me. Alex Ovechkin has 700 career goals. What a monster. I mean, that's a I mean 700 career goals is crazy. And he accomplishes in February, so that's crazy. Which was like three years ago. Yeah, that, that was that was three seasons ago, according to yeah. 2020. Uh, still didn't win that back-to-back title. Or no, still didn't win that Stanley Cup title. That wouldn't no, have been back St. No. Louis won it last year. Yeah, but lightning. Still couldn't get up in there. Go Bolts. All right, so uh, I think it would be a little bit inappropriate to sing this next one. Uh, yeah, um, I, I agree. Um, because just uh, So I'll just, on the eighth day of Christmas... 2020 took Kobe from us. Yeah, that um, was really sad, man. That really was just the kind of the the kind of thing where I I was never a big I, like I never liked watch like I loved watching Kobe, but I hated Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? It was that kind of yeah. Thing. I think I was seeing something too where it's like everybody, whether you liked or hated him, everybody respected his game. And right. he had he still has so much to bring in his after his after life of basketball, if that makes sense. He, Absolutely. I mean, I think Kobe was eventually to gonna be a coach, right? I don't think a coach. I think it's gonna be more of an owner, right. GM okay. owner type thing. I think his I think his I don't think I think he said he's not fit for coaching. I just think that he's 
expanded his mindset. I think he would be like what Jordan is, but as far as owning a team, being like a minor minority owner, but better because just his philosophy of basketball is just absolutely unreal. I think what makes it even harder too is just the fact that you know his daughter was with him when he when they passed away, and that's hard because you you know both of you and I are parents, and that would be a that's just terrible to even think about. Yeah, absolutely. Like you can do nothing to save your little girl. You could do nothing in that scenario. It's yeah. kind of scary. But just um I remember it was January twenty sixth, I think it was. I was uh sitting on the couch, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl day. I was actually gonna watch Pro Bowl this year, right? And you 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 open Facebook and the first thing you see is TMZ's reporting Kobe Bryant's dead and and then you just I don't know, man. I don't really remember what that was like reading that. I do know that I mean, and I'll openly admit it. I, I mean, I kind of, I cried. I cried that day. That that was, um, that felt to me like my heart had just been stabbed, dude. Because yeah. exactly what you said, that was somebody who epitomized basketball. That was somebody who just paved the way for so many athletes. Like, I it paved the way for people who don't, people that have never watched basketball in their lives throw a to throw a trash ball into a, a garbage can and yell Kobe. 100%. A hundred percent. This guy has changed the world, man. Yeah. Not only in, in the U S but internationally too. Worldwide. Right. Yeah. I mean, there were murals being painted everywhere, you know, in remembrance to Kobe. And um, like you, like we were saying earlier with the Lakers topic, that definitely fueled a fire like nothing else. And um yeah that was that was just tough that was tough to see i remember you know just, they canceled basketball they canceled basketball games left and right a lot of these players today grew up watching kobe and they you know, idolized him and so for hit the magnitude of how much he bring how much he brought to people around the world um it's a big thing whether people realize it or not it really is no absolutely Absolutely. I mean, like like we were mentioning, like I, I I was that guy that hated Kobe Bryant. Like I could not stand Kobe, but I watched every opportunity I had. I watched him play. That last game, that last his last career game. I remember. You can't rig that. You can't. I remember. I remember. It was the same day. They had that game, and they had the game where Golden State was going to be seventy three and nine. And you pretty much had to pick which game you want to watch that night. And I think that I think the the Kobe, Kobe's last game I think tripled the audience as far as you know across the world, tripled the national audience watching over the Golden State game. That's incredible. So, but for it that was, reason, man, Mamba uh, out, right? Yeah. yeah, Mamba out. Crazy. Let's get off the sad shit, though. I mean, yeah, that, absolutely. Thank you, Kobe, for everything. Uh, yes, sir. Absolutely. That's, that's kind of the way we started this year, too. It was like the very first thing that happened. I know, man. I know. It was January, right off the top in January. It's like, yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. On the ninth day of Christmas, 2020 gave to me. Undertaker finally retired. So, um, as a non-wrestling fan, do you have anything on this? I wouldn't say non. I remember watching The Undertaker with... Uh, him in the the time frame. Actually, I remember him. You know, obviously in the uh, um, 
the raw you know his stages with raw i mean obviously like i mentioned before like i'm a huge fan of stone cold you know the rock triple h Shawn michaels that era you know the attitude era that's right. my favorite um so i remember that him you know <laughs> kane you know that whole story like you know they were brothers yeah and then, uh is a paul a paul what's his name paul paul bear paul bear yeah you know that whole scenario and um and then obviously when it went to, when he went to smackdown then he had you know the the motorcycle and you know the the american the, badass yes i remember i remember that and but undertaker's had a very valuable career very very valuable career probably one of the most underrated superstars of all time absolutely Honestly. man you gotta absolutely. think when people sit here and name okay well who do you think's the, the greatest wrestlers of all time you're probably going to hear one of these names mentioned and not Undertaker, or he might be under that list. You might hear Ric Flair, Hollywood, Stone Cold, The Rock. I, uh, but and new fans might say like John Cena, you know, because of just all the titles he's won and things like that. But right. Undertaker's always going to be left out, and he shouldn't. Not and at all. He's, and he's been there for what thirty years. 30 years he wrestled in WWE. That's maybe crazy. Maybe in 1990, which is why it's number nine on here, by the way. Yeah. It's kind of, we were struggling to find another a solid number nine. It was really, honestly, it was really hard to find a nine. And I just kept a typo. I was like, what, you know, I <laughs> typed it through. And when you mentioned to throw Undertaker in there, and I was like, oh, he started in 1990. This will work somehow. We'll make yeah. it work. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it was too good not to put in there. Um, You know what? Like you said, the pe- a lot of people, as good as he was and as good as he is and as nationally worldwide known as he is, people do disrespect him and people do leave him off the list of like the Mount Rushmore's of the of sports entertainment, WWE, whatever you will. Uh, for the record, my, my WWE Mount Rushmore would feature Stone Cold, John Cena, Undertaker, and Ric Flair. Oh, The that. Rock's left out? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, he, do you consider The Rock more of an entertainer or a wrestler? Like, I mean, I also left Hulk Hogan on there, who's probably single handedly responsible for wrestling being what it is today. Yeah, oh, gosh, dude. Yeah, it's it's tough. It really is. You've got a but, lot uh, of good wrestlers, but yeah, you you gotta have you gotta have Stone Cold in there, regardless. <laughs> so, so the night Undertaker retired at Survivor Series this year. Um, I, I was on the phone with my buddy Scott because they did this big ceremony for him, and they were they did this big visionette with all of his rivals and everything, and we were just trying to like, who's his greatest rival, right? Like, and then we just started going, all right. So he had a big thing with Flair. He had a big mm-hmm. thing with Kane, Jimmy Snuka. He had a big thing with uh, Yokozuna. He had a big thing with. I mean, dude, the list went Triple H, a big thing with Shawn Michaels, a big thing with Cena, a big thing with Randy Orton, a big thing with Edge, a big thing with CM Punk. The list never stopped. Everything that Undertaker did was quality every single year. A little fun fact also, Undertaker only lost twice at WrestleMania, and I was at both of them. So (laughs) it's kind of wild. Once in New Orleans, once in in Orlando. But uh, we can move on from that, but... Good, good career for the Undertaker. Happy to see him ride off into the sunset. Sad to see him ride off into the sunset, but he well deserved. Absolutely. All right, so this one's all yours here. On the tenth day of Christmas, twenty twenty, gave to me ten postseason home runs by Randy Arozarena. What a freaking show! I mean, this man—he was traded to us 
by the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, well, the reason he was traded to us was because of the fact that they considered him as a cancer to the clubhouse, more of a distraction, a la Antonio Brown situation. Right. And he has he has turned himself completely around. Um, and thing is, dude, is next year, if he's a starter, he will be considered a rookie next year. He is not a rookie this year. I think we so, hit on that in our baseball episode, and I still just like can't even fathom that. That's so wild. You gotta, and you got to understand. So it's one thing when you have like a little bit of a streak, but the fact that he came in and he he achieved a postseason home run record already in his career, and I think a World Series home run record. I think he put four home runs in in the World Series. Like wild. It's crazy. It is absolutely. Oh, and he has the most RBIs too. He so explain broke, to he, he broke Derek Jeter's RBI postseason record. So explain to everybody real quick um, why he would not be considered a rookie for this year. For those that are just now hearing that for the first time, he was called up during the postseason. So because that's not in order to be considered, you have to play X amount of games during the regular season to be considered a rookie to be labeled as a rookie right now. He is labeled as a prospect, um, but he was not called up until the very end of the season. So therefore he was not eligible for rookie status next year. When he gets called up, um, I say when next year, when he's on the, on the day one roster, he will then be considered eligible to be a rookie, which if he continues his tangent, he's on, he should win rookie of the year, right? <laughs> That Ben Simmons rookie of the year. Yeah, but he's no, this rookie, is but he's not. <laughs> but like, could you imagine like breaking these postseason records and like a what if if the Rays won the World Series that a player who's not even considered a major league baseball status player who a prospect was MVP <laughs> would have been MVP. Absolutely. Isn't that wild? Just that that's I mean that's about as twenty twenty as it can get, guys. Yeah, but no, he did phenomenal. I hope he keeps. I hope he keeps this up. I don't expect it to, but I mean they were throw. I mean, he was hitting off everybody. Everybody. The thing is, we we've seen it before. Uh, I hope that it keeps up. We saw it last year with the Reds with the uh, Aristides Aquino, um, it, and it did not carry over. But I hope it does for y'all's sake, for the Tampa Bay Rays' sake, and yeah, for the he, sake of court, not probably. <laughs> 75% of our runs. <laughs> so <Yeah>. we need <laughs> it. And for the sake of keeping the Yankees from winning the division, that'd be pretty cool. A hundred percent. All right. On the 11th day, this one's going to be great. On the 11th day of Christmas, 2020 gave to me an undefeated 11 of Steelers lost to the Washington football team. And have since been blown out by the bills and who knows what's going to happen. This, uh, well, this episode's coming out after that game. So, uh, hopefully they lost to the Steelers too, or the no, I'm sorry, the Bengals as well. But probably was a good Bengals, bro. <laughs> but um, man, just um, just to quote Colin Coward, this team has been not this team has been pretty mediocre all year. I'm gonna go and, ahead and apologize for that because you said you asked me, are the Steelers overrated? I was like, ah, I don't know, I don't think so. I mean, it takes a little bit of talent. No, I apologize. <laughs> they are I mean, over. They are overrated. No, it absolutely they absolutely are, and it's hard to say. But I mean, I want to I want to ask you this point blank, and I hope that this works out the way I think it's going to. Do you think the Dolphins can beat the Steelers? Ooh, 
I think the Dolphins would blow the Steelers out, personally. Hmm. It depends. Are both teams healthy? Yeah. It's going to be close. Be I, close. I think it would be close. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I think it. The, I think the the point margin would be by less than seven. Well, if it if it ended today, that's what the matchup would be in the first round. Oh, so, yeah. Dolphins okay. Unless for, um, some, for some reason Bills lose out and you guys went out and you guys win the division, right? Right. So the story here is them lose their first loss of the season. They were eleven and zero, which is why they're on the eleven. And they lost to the Washington football team. Yeah, of all the teams they played against, like I'd expected, like maybe Baltimore beats them, Cleveland nope. or or Cleveland. maybe Cincinnati in an upset, but with Joe Burrow, of course. But yeah, nothing. Nope. <laughs> the unnamed, untitled, <laughs> as we called them, our untitled football team. The team we don't speak of in Washington. Yeah. I, I guess with uh with a one and a half legged Alex Smith. I wouldn't even say half legged, like one and a quarter. Yeah. The dude's got like butt cheek is ninety percent of his leg. Yeah, it's and now he's hurt with a leg injury. It's not his his broke leg, it's his other leg. It's like, dude. You gotta put that extra pressure on your good leg. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, man, but he was swinging that third leg around when he took them down, man. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> though. I mean, taking down the Steelers when they're 11 and 0, that's just like Alex Smith esque right there. Yeah, the fact that they did that, you know, I, I don't even think we had them beat. I think we, well, we picked them, I think, in the preseason. We picked the Steelers beating the Washington football team with ease. By the way, both of us are wrong on Washington's sole record. Like we were both completely oh, off. I think yeah, we picked um, two and fourteen and three and thirteen, and they're six and seven leading the division. They're going to make the playoffs <laughs> after this season. We got to get our things together and like look at how we did. Oh, I could tell you right now. There's a couple I completely whiffed on, like Carolina. There's Carolina, we I whiffed on. Um, well, the fact we went way too high on the Jets. <laughs> oh God. It should have said the over under at one. Yeah, I think I might be right overall for Kansas City. I picked fifteen and one. Right now they're twelve and one. I mean, you're looking pretty good, and they're going to catch the Saints without uh without Drew Brees. So that's about as good as it gets. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, crazy, crazy, crazy year. Steelers. That's going to be our next episode. I think. What is uh, the recap of the? So of, this is. This episode's dropping on week 16, so yeah, I guess so. Maybe it'll be the episode after the next one. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this works anymore. I just know that, <laughs> I just know that we've been doing it for seven months, and it always it, it's starting to feel longer. Right. That 2020, <laughs> you know, that 2020 mentality. <laughs> we, we, got, we got a few minutes uh, before we get on the last one here. It's... Um, Actually, the last one kind of goes right into our very first episode, right? Uh, so on the twelfth day of Christmas, twenty twenty, gave to me Tom Brady leaves the Patriots and joins the Buccaneers. So that's our very first episode ever. Brady the yes. Buck, yeah, Brady the Buck, and then the Carlos William interview. And we've been doing this for seven months now, and it's funny. Uh, before we get into Tom Brady here. Um, I, I was going through some stuff because I changed our uh, profile picture for Anchor. Uh, uh-huh. I changed it all. So across all pat- platforms, if you guys notice, we have a new uh, 
a new picture up for our podcast. And uh, I was going through that and I noticed that the bio still said two episodes every week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, no. Uh, had to, I went ahead and fixed that. Um, it, it just, it got a little, it got a little overwhelming. It's, it's tough to do two episodes a week when you have opposite schedules and uh, everything like that, man. But yeah, I, I mean, you got to think though, these seven months, they kind of, they flew. I was looking through, just scrolling through like the episodes we did. And I was like, oh my goodness, dude. Like, it felt like forever ago, but we've I done mean, so many that I don't remember. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think one. If we did, we used to do. We did two a week every week until probably about last, probably about, what September October we started doing one a week. Yeah, I think it was right around the time I left my other job. It was like mid to late August, and then I I just started working way too much to make it work. Right, and then then softball season started. Yeah, and softball season here is year round. They play December January. Like matter of fact, I I had a game tonight, and uh, it got. Or I say tonight. I had a game on the sixteenth, <laughs> and it got can- it got canceled because of that we had rain. But then, come January fifth and sixth, I have a new season that's starting. So like we're picking right up after the holidays, and we play year round around here. That's perfect. I love so, it. So Tom Brady's a Buccaneer. Our very first episode, we've come full circle to this. Um, what are they sitting at eight and five or eight and four, eight and five right now? They're sitting at eight and five with a wild card spot right now. They're two games out of the division. Overall impressions? Uh, exceed, exceeds expectations. Um, Tom Brady on pace, right? Is on pace right now to, to break, to have the most passing touchdowns for the Buccaneers franchise history and the most passing yards in franchise history. Nice. At 43 years old, let's point that out. At 43 years old, he is on pace to own a franchise record in yards and touchdowns. With no shortage of weapons. No shortage of weapons. Yeah, but at the same time, you're in a new system, no preseason, no training camp, no no OTAs. I mean, that's a W in my eyes. No, absolutely. Even if they make the... So, they're a perfect situation. Is to make the playoffs and their first round is to play in who is to play whoever wins the NFC East. That is oh god, that would be perfect, wouldn't it? What yeah, so they, they have to hold the higher seated uh wild card spot. And do you, do you think Tom Brady is praying that it's not the Giants? Uh well, considering they played Monday night football at New York and they almost lost, yes. In Tom Brady's playoff record against the Giants, <laughs> I, New York is just like his kryptonite. But yeah, if if Washington wins the division, um, and the t- Tampa Bay goes to Washington the first round, I mean, I hate to say it, Washington, but y'all are going home quick. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And it looks but like it, it kind of looks like it's going to be Washington at this point. But it would be a perfect, perfect scenario because then at that point. Um, they would play the number two seed if they win, which it should be the Saints if everything goes as planned. Because Green Bay right now owns the number one seed in the NFC East, Dude, and I'm gonna, tell you two, I'm gonna tell you two two things. One, if you play the Saints in the playoffs, you have a chance to win just because there's something that always happens. Yeah, and number two, you do not want to play in Wisconsin in January. Nope, you definitely don't want to, and not against Aaron Rodgers. No, not against Aaron Rodgers, and not in this, no. Uh-uh. Nope. 
It's take. not. That's a different. Uh, this is different than being able to play the Chargers there, Tommy. You you got to go to Lambeau and play Aaron Rodgers and like 15 degree weather. If if it's that warm, I yeah, don't know exactly. So uh, his best bet is to play the Saints for a third time. And hopefully they win the game that counts, which playoff Tom is a whole different picture, man. Uh, I yeah. know that he had that, you know, still his series against Tennessee, but playoff Tom, you don't count that man out. Oh, man, this was fun. Yeah, it really was. Um, it was a great way to have our last episode before, you know, obviously Christmas comes around. And hopefully for those listening, hope you guys have a great Christmas, great holidays, great upcoming new year and hopeful in 2021 is going to be better for all of us yeah absolutely um we're gonna we're gonna drop another episode before 2021 starts uh we got one more episode this year i think it'll drop on the 34 hour on new year's eve yeah it'll drop on new year's eve so we'll try and think of something pretty uh pretty cool and clever to do for you guys but um like marcus said merry christmas to everybody uh thank you guys all for your support by the way um buying we we put in a almost a thousand dollar jersey order tonight. That's awesome. That's that's really awesome for for giving like less than a week notice and yeah. for everybody to pitch in and do that. That that helps not only you know expand our marketing, but it helps you know it helps us out too. So thank you guys yeah, so absolutely. much. For that. Donated a little bit of money. We got some more stuff coming soon too. Um, we're gonna work on all kinds of different stuff: car magnets, keychains, lanyards, all all that kind of stuff. We. We really appreciate everybody's support. Merry Christmas to everybody. Marcus, we'll see you. In, uh, in, well, I guess we'll see you in two weeks, but we'll see you, you know, for, for podcast purposes, we'll see you next week. Absolutely, man. And you, have a good Christmas, bro. Hey, Merry Christmas to you. Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. All right, guys. We'll see you next week for the last episode of 2020.